All right, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. On today's program, I'm sitting down with my son Jack to discuss his first year fantasy football. We're a little past the halfway point. He's uh, coming back to let us know how he's doing so far. And hey, Jack, while you're here, what movie are we talking about this week? We are talking about The Water Boy today. That's right. We are talking about Adam Sandler's 1998 football comedy, The Water Boy. So. After the trailer, the Couch Potato Podcast presents to you the Water Boy. Go ahead, caller. You're on the air. I was wondering if you need an experienced Water Boy. How old are you, kid? 11, 12? I am 31 years old. <laughs> Bobby Boucher is a loser. Hey, Water Boy! But on November 6th, Stop making fun of me. He's going to fight back. Director of the Wedding Singer. Must be something wrong with his medulla oblongata. Adam Sandler. <laughs> the Waterboy. Rated PG-13. Starts Friday November 6th. All right, I am here with my son Jack, and as we discussed on our. September the 9th, somewhere in that neighborhood, it was right before the start of the NFL season, that I would bring him back on to discuss how he's doing in his very first year of fantasy football. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Him and I are also going to discuss, uh, most of the show is going to be devoted to uh, his first time seeing uh, the Adam Sandler film, The Waterboy. So it's uh, going to be most of what we're talking about today, but we did say we are going to come in probably about... A quarter of the way, we were a little late on that, uh, so we're about halfway through the season, a little bit more into the season as we record this on a Sunday evening. Uh, we are getting ready to conclude with uh, week 11, is that right? Yep, uh, Sunday night game is about to start up, and it's 8.41 Eastern time, and wherever you guys are, it's probably... All right, well, Some other time. Yeah, we're kicking off the Sunday night game. But um, you want to tell everybody how you're doing so far uh, going into uh, near the end of week 11? Uh, yeah, so far. So I'm in first place. I have a record of 9-1. 9-1. and, one. Nine and one, uh, How you, you think you got a pretty good chance of going 10-1? and one? Probably. I mean, I have probably a 20-point lead over my opponent now. Which is your uncle, right? Yeah, and he only has his kicker going Monday night, and I have my wide receiver going tonight. Okay. So, uh, yeah, he will beat uh, his dad. He beat his dad a few weeks ago. He's probably going to beat his uncle tonight, so he's doing very, very well. Um, did you expect to be in first place with a 9-1 and record? No, I thought I'd be in dead last because I came in this draft not knowing jack crap, but I know a little bit. Because of the stuff that you provided me. Okay. Okay. Um, so, like, what was your strategy going into the draft? I mean, you had to have had some kind of strategy. Because, I mean, looking at your team, I mean, even before the season started, I thought you had a pretty solid team on paper. I didn't think you were going to finish last based on that. But, like, what kind of strategy did you have going into the draft? Uh, my original strategy was, going, strategy was going wide receiver running back. But I decided I was going to pass up Josh Jacobs because I didn't feel like he was going to be that good this year. Yeah. And I am so glad I did because I picked CeeDee Lamb with that pick. And these last four weeks he's been 
has been awesome. He's been absolute fire. Yeah, and you've uh, paired him with uh, Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Uh, you hit home runs with your top two picks. You've done good at quarterback. Uh, your running backs have not been hateful enough. They've been able to at least provide you some kind of value. Uh, you've made a couple savvy moves here and there. Uh, keep your team fresh and uh, keep building. So, yeah, man, I'm I'm going to say I'm awful proud of how you've uh, done so far with your fantasy football league and the fact that uh, I'm paying your entry fee. I mean, if you win, it's all gravy for me because I get at least some of that money back. Yeah, because at the start of the year, we made a promise that if I won, I would give you $30. Well, it's, yeah, the entry fee. Um, so, like, uh, tell us a little bit, like, uh, what have you found to be the most fun about fantasy football? And then uh, follow that up with what is uh, what are some things that you don't like about playing the game of fantasy football? Uh, the thing is, I really enjoy the NFL now. is because when I was littler and when I didn't play fantasy football, I kind of had some interest in it. See, I'm a Cowboys fan, and I only watch the Cowboys games. But now I watch every single game on Red Zone because I have players in different games, stuff like that. And stuff I don't like about it is you never know when somebody's going to do bad or do good because you can have your bad weeks and you kind of can have your good weeks. The unpredictability of everything. Yeah. Yeah, I. it seems to have been it's a Sunday tradition for you and I now. We park in front of our couch at 1 o'clock. We pretty much got Red Zone running until... Probably seven thirty. Yeah. So yeah, we we get enough Scott Hansen on a weekly basis to where we could probably send him a Christmas card. Yeah. Good. Um. So I mean, like, uh, I know still early yet, but uh, do you think you got a good chance of uh, winning our fantasy football league championship? Uh, I don't want to say that yet because I might jinx myself, but I have already clinched the playoffs. First one in the league to do that. Yeah. Um. I don't know about our other opponents in this league because it's been a bounce between like fifth and sixth, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like you don't know who's going to be in the seed. You don't know if like somebody in there has a really good team. You don't know. You it could just be a surprise, honestly. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, yeah, you you've done incredibly well for yourself. It seems like um, I feel like I'm uh. The Obi Wan Kenobi to your Luke Skywalker, like I've kind of taught you what you need to know, and now you got to teach yourself. But uh, I think I've prepared you enough to where you could fight Darth Vader on your own. Yeah. So you're like the most powerful Jedi in the fantasy football universe, at least in our league, anyways. That's a pretty funny comparison there. Well, it's funny when uh, it's when you were super little, a friend of ours that used to play in our league, he doesn't play anymore. He said that he was just basically holding your place down when you decide to, you know, when you're old enough to play, that you were going to come in and basically just kick everybody's ass on a yearly basis. Well, I don't really think that, but. Well, I mean, you know, uh, you play fantasy baseball with us. Uh, that's been a bit of a struggle, but also fantasy baseball is a lot different than fantasy football, too. I mean, you've got to keep up with it on a daily basis. The stats are a little bit more complicated. But fantasy football, you've taken to like a uh, a fish to water. So I'm very proud of you that I, I hope you continue to do well. Uh, I know right now I'm not doing so great. I'm fighting for one of the last playoff spots in our league. 
week 11 has not been very good to me. It's going to put me in a bit of a bind to get in there. But if uh, one member of the household gets in, I'm going to be uh, rooting for them for sure. So well yep. done, buddy. Well Thank done. Thank you. Um, not only was this your first year playing fantasy football, but I uh, kind of wanted to tie football in with a football movie. And originally you wanted to do draft day, which we've already done. Uh, you can listen to that on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Cheap plug in the episode. I there recommend you go. it. Very good episode. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. That's very kind of you to say. <laughs> Just go uh, listen to it on all the apps. Yep. Uh, I thought that would have been a cool episode. But yeah, we've already done it, so we can't really do draft day. So I was trying to think of a movie that you could watch that wasn't too like too inappropriate because uh, I thought any given Sunday would have been a good one. That kind of shows the darker side of professional football, but that's that's a very hard rated R movie. I didn't want you to check that out just yet. Kind of thought the longest yard with Burt Reynolds. Yeah. But uh, then Adam Sandler made a remake of The Longest Yard a few years ago. But then that got me thinking, like, you like Adam Sandler a lot. Oh, I love Adam Sandler. And I thought, what would be more appropriate than to introduce you to The Waterboy? Yeah. Um, so you and I watched The Waterboy the other day, so we're going to talk about that movie today. What was your impression of The Waterboy after you got done watching it? Oh, I thought it was hilarious. Because he goes from a Waterboy to a star linebacker for a college who I've literally never heard of. It's a make it's like the colleges in this are made up, so you don't have to worry about that. And that's a good thing you kind of filled in the uh the WTF is this about this is the uh earmuffs the what the fuck is this movie about? Uh this is about a a simple minded uh Louisiana boy who, or man who uh is a water boy for a uh, college football team. He gets fired and ends up uh, shopping his services to another school. And it come to find out, uh, he gets pushed to his limit, and it turns out once he gets super angry, he unlocks some kind of something inside of him where he becomes a monster linebacker for the school, and he ends up taking arguably the worst college football team. And I don't, I don't think this is an NCAA. So whatever made-up league this is, uh, he ends up turning them from one of the worst schools in quite a long time to a bowl contending uh, team. And uh, then from there, he kind of, it's the typical uh, underdog conquers all at the end type movie. So nothing uh, too out of the ordinary there. But uh, so you enjoyed the movie? Oh, yeah. I loved it. Now, I know you've seen uh, Billy Madison. Have I shown you Happy Gilmore yet? Where he's the golfer? Uh, I'm not 100. percent Well, I'm so. I'm failing you as a parent because yeah, I need you need to watch Happy Gilmore next. Uh, Happy Gilmore is uh, my favorite of the Adam Sandler films, but uh, yeah, uh, so you enjoyed it? Oh yeah. Uh, what would you give? Uh, bef- we're not going to discuss your favorite parts. We're going to get into that here shortly. But uh, if Jack had a like a blog or like a, a Twitter handle or something like that. He was rating movies. What would you give this on a scale of one to five? Uh, I'd give it a 4.9. Four, 4.9 out of five. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good score. <coughs> that's a really good score actually. So, uh, take it from him, uh, the mind of a 12 year old. It's a very enjoyable movie. Uh, you ready to knock out some of these categories? Oh yeah. 
All right, good deal. Um, the tale of the tape, the Water Boy was released on November the sixth, nineteen ninety eight. Uh, just celebrated an anniversary not too long ago. Um, this stars Henry Winkler, Adam Sandler, of course, uh, Feruza Balk, Kathy Bates, and Jerry Reed. This was directed by Frank Karachi. I probably mispronounced his name, but what else is new on this show? Uh, Rotten Tomatoes score uh, 33% from critics, which is not unusual for Adam Sandler. He is not a fan or popular with movie critics, but uh, does a lot better with uh, movie audiences. Uh, this movie scored a 71% from audiences on Rotten Tomatoes. This movie did $190 million on a $23 million budget. Uh did not win any awards, obviously, because uh, wow. Adam Sandler is not a an awards type of movie actor. And you can stream this on Hulu. So if you have a Hulu subscription, fire it up after you listen to the episode. Uh, well worth a watch. Um, doing some uh, research, uh, the Did You Know part of the show. Uh, did you, uh, you haven't listened to any of our episodes recently where we've changed the names of the categories, have you? Okay, yeah, it's uh, something we do here often. Uh, I don't seem to be satisfied with some of the names, so we change these around. But uh, this is the Did You Know portion of the program. This is where I give you guys some interesting tidbits about the movie, some behind-the-scenes stuff you may or may not have known. Uh, It's just some really cool uh, factoids about the movie. This was the first Adam Sandler movie to make $100 million at the box office. He had been a successful uh, actor at the box office. His movies did pretty well, but they also had smaller budgets and they would do pretty well. So the return on investment was usually good, but he didn't have what you would say is a blockbuster until this. So the fact that he did a hundred plus million dollars off this is pretty good. Um, however, a lot of that could be attributed to the fact that um, the trailer for Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, the first Star Wars movie since 1983, uh, The Return of the Jedi was that film, was shown in front of this, and that caused a lot of people to buy movie tickets just to see the trailer, and then they would leave after the trailer was uh, shown. They did this for a couple of different movies. Uh, I, being a film nerd, was one of those people that bought a ticket to see... It wasn't The Water Boy, it was something else, but... Keep in mind, this is before the internet. Wow. Yeah, you uh, you don't remember those days, or you haven't read about those days. I'll have to give you a trip down memory lane sometimes when uh, I didn't have access to anything that I wanted over, like on a phone or a tablet. I wish I was in those days, because those are the times that were actually good, because this generation. Yeah, well, we, we, won't, we won't get into any of that stuff here on the <clears throat> old program. But uh, yeah, that was a, a simpler time back then. Where if you wanted to see a movie trailer, you just didn't wait for it to pop up on the social media feed. You had to actually go pay and see it at a movie theater, which I did that. Um, this uh, movie, they now it's hard to say where that actually contributed to the box office. Hard to tell, but uh, having the, the Star Wars trailer in front of it probably did help beef up numbers. Um, Adam Sandler actually has starred in the two highest grossing sports movies of all time. Wow. <clears throat> this movie. And then the aforementioned uh, Longest Yard remake that he did a few years ago. Which, uh, have you, do you know what the Longest Yard is? I've heard of it. Yeah, he's a uh, quarterback. I don't know if he's an NFL quarterback. I don't remember. But uh, he gets sent to prison for gambling. And he ends up putting together a football team of inmates 
to play against a football team with the football guards. Oh, crazy. Yeah, Burt Reynolds did uh, that in the 70s first. Uh, I prefer the Burt Reynolds version. But, um, yeah, it's still you might enjoy the, the Adam Sandler one. So if you want a nice double feature for you and I, would be the longest yard and happy Gilmore. Yeah. Definitely check that out. Um, Henry Winkler, he was the coach, his football coach. Oh, yeah. The delusional one? Yeah, the kind of the meek one. Yeah. Um, did you know that Adam Sandler is not only an actor, he's a comedian? No, I did not know yeah, that. He performs stand-up comedy. He also has uh, he's done a few songs. He's a songwriter now? Yeah, and actually his biggest uh, song is called The Hanukkah Song. Oh, yeah. I was reading something about that. Oh, you've heard of the Hanukkah song? Yeah. Well, he mentions Henry Winkler, who plays the coach in that song. And uh, Henry Winkler phoned Adam Sandler personally to thank him for including him in the song. You know what Hanukkah is, right? It's kind of like yeah. it's the Jewish version <clears throat> uh, of Christmas. Yeah, it's it's how uh, people that's, uh, of Judaism celebrate Christmas. or It's like their holiday, their version of Christmas. Um, but... uh. Yeah, he thanked him for being uh, mentioning him in that song, and uh, Adam Sandler took the opportunity to give Henry Winkler the script to play Coach Klein, and then, of course, Henry Winkler accepted it, and the rest is movie history, as they say. And then um, there wasn't a lot of uh, facts about this movie, so I don't have a ton this day, uh, the last one I got is uh, Adam Sandler's Bobby Boucher character was based off of uh, Adam Sandler's character Canteen Boy from Saturday Night Live. And did you know that Adam Sandler was part of Saturday Night Live at one point? No, I did not know that. Yep, uh, Adam Sandler was on in the cast in the mid '90s, which, depending on who you talk to, is one of the two or three best cast that shows ever had. And that show came out in the like the mid '70s. Ow. Yeah, uh, on that show was Chris Farley. You know who Chris Farley is. Yeah. Uh, David Spade, they were both in Tommy Boy together. David Spade was the blonde-haired. Oh, yeah. Um, Mike Myers, who plays Austin Powers and is the voice of Shrek, and he's Wayne in <laughs> Wayne's World. He was a part of that cast, too, so there was a ton of great actors on that. But, yeah, the Bobby Boucher was based off of a character he played on Saturday Night Live. So, pretty interesting. Yeah, pretty good stuff. I'd be like I said, there wasn't a ton. Like some of these movies, there's like tons of tons of stuff that you can look up, and it would take me like it'd just be a whole episode on backstage, behind the scenes stuff. This one didn't really have a lot to it. Um, just usually Adam Sandler, from what I read, his sets are pretty chill. Yeah, not a lot of drama or anything like that. So that's to be expected. Um, so. I'm going to get into some of the stuff that you liked about the movie. So this is actually the Martin Scorsese. This is cinema award for your favorite scene of the movie. Uh, mine is the, uh, the Colonel Sanders scene where he is uh, in class and he's learning about the, why alligators are so aggressive. And he of course gives the, his mama told him that alligators are mean because they have all them teeth and no toothbrush. And then, uh, happiness comes from rainbows, things like that. And then, uh, Colonel, uh, the professor who looks exactly like Colonel Sanders. Do you know who Colonel Sanders is? 
Yeah, it was the icon for KFC, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Uh, I know some people. He's not as he's not as prevalent in uh, their advertising today as he used to be. He used to be like all over the KFC stuff. Um, that's my favorite scene in the movie. I think it's just the fact that uh, the guy looks exactly like Colonel Sanders and then uh, kind of mocks him. And then uh, I don't know why, whenever somebody says something that I know is blatantly wrong, I still use the phrase all the time, no, you're wrong, Colonel Sanders. As the friends of mine will get that. But uh, that's just my favorite scene in the movie. There's a ton of really funny gags in this, but that's probably my favorite just because the guy looks like Colonel Sanders. And basically yeah. he... He fucks him up after oh, he, get, yeah. he gets sick of mama getting mocked. So, um, yeah, that's good stuff. But, like, what was your favorite scene of the movie? Uh, my favorite scene was the quarterback. I do not know the actor's name offhand. He says needle dick to him. And then he plays defense, and then the QB gets obliterated by him. Because it's like the head coach says, that's tackling fuel. Oh, yeah, when he's... uh. Yeah, he basically uses like people making him angry as an excuse to get fired up, and that's how he becomes this like linebacking machine. Yeah, he's like Ray Lewis, and he's like Ray Lewis, and did Buck is rolled into one. Yeah, that's a good one too. Um, I also, uh, I also like the scene where uh, he calls uh, the wrestling hotline yeah. to talk to Captain Insano. Do you know who that wrestler is? Uh, the big show? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, at this point, he was actually called the Giant. He'd wrestled in an old promotion called WCW. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and actually, that character he plays, Captain Insano, he tried to, he got that copyrighted. He was going to try to re uh bring that character into AEW, but I, I don't know what happened with that. But, um... That's good stuff. Like I said, there's tons of good gags. It's hard to pinpoint just one favorite scene, but I like yours too. Um, that quarterback that plays in the in this movie has been in a few Adam Sandler movies too. He was in a the follow up to this uh, Big Daddy. Have you heard of that movie? Uh, no, I haven't actually. All right. Well, one of these days we'll have to just take you down the Adam Sandler rabbit hole. I would say from Happy Gilmore through maybe Little Nicky. After that, his movies kind of, for me anyways, get a a bit stale. But, um, yeah, that guy's been um, in quite a few Adam Sandler movies. He tends to feature, like, in supporting roles. He tends to have, like, the same group of guys in a bunch of his different movies. So, um, now, uh, we call this the Andy Dufresne Get Busy Living or Get Busy Dying Award for the best or most quotable line of the movie. Uh, did you have a favorite uh, line of dialogue in the movie? Oh, yeah. So he says, so that is how you open a can of whoop-ass. You have gotten away with two swear words in this episode. You don't have anything else in your notes, do you, with swearing? Uh, no. Okay, good. I don't want your mom to listen to this and give me crap later on for it. Who's in the other room? She may or may not say anything. Uh, why do you like that line? Um, it's because he references it to Captain Insano, actually. Because that's how he says, that's how you open a can of whoop-ass. Mm-hmm. And since he's like a die-hard Captain Insano fan, that's how I think he references that to him. Okay. 
You know who? Uh, there is a wrestler that made that line famous. Stone Cold Steve Austin used to say he's going to open up a can of whoop ass on his opponent. <laughs> I actually had a I had a shirt years ago that had a. It was a Steve Austin shirt that had a can of whoop ass on the back of it. Oh yeah, I remember that. Uh, my favorite line is uh, from the Colonel Sanders scene. Is when uh, he asked why alligators are so mean and aggressive. Oh yeah. And he says it's uh, my mama said the alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. I also like the one where he's uh, he's has an argument with his mom and he says basically uh, Vicky Valancourt showed me her boobies and I like them too. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know for a fact that was one of the lines when we watched it. You giggled at pretty hard. Yeah, he's like, I seen this for the first time, and I'm like, oh yeah, I like this. <laughs> um, but do you have any other like lines of dialogue that you really enjoyed? Uh, not offhand. No, I don't offhand. Not really. Like I said, it's it's hard to like when with comedies, it's hard to pick just one, right? I know that's how I am too. There's just so many quotable lines. I know when we eventually do Anchorman, which is one of my all time favorite comedies, that's going to be probably the most difficult category for me to ever pick is my favorite line of dialogue. There's so much to choose. Yeah, from I had so many. It's like, yeah, I had to narrow that down to one. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we usually save, uh, we have an award, uh, Paul Walker, uh, from fast and furious. I know you and I, that's our thing. We go see those movies together. Yeah. Um, but we have uh, an award. Says, uh, it's the Paul Walker, I said, forget about a cuh award for uh, the uh, most unintentionally hilarious line of the movie. We can't really use that one because this is a comedy. So everything's supposed to be funny. So we can't really use that particular award. Yeah. Um, we do have the McLovin. We have kept that around for you. So the last time you were on the show, we did have that, which is uh, for the best supporting role or the most or the performer with the the best scene stealing performance. Yeah. So it can't be Adam Sandler. It can't be uh, Henry Winkler. It can't be Feruza Balk who plays Vicky. It can't be Mama. It has to be somebody that's not in the movie that often. Um. So for me, I picked Blake Clark, who plays Farmer Friend. He's the the coach, the farmer that you can't understand anything he's saying. Oh you yeah. Know, oh, I don't want to land it. I'll run It's like he's speaking a whole bu- different other language. Well, he's supposed to like since this movie takes place in Louisiana, he's trying to be Cajun. And I have never like I don't know anybody from Louisiana that has a Cajun accent. I don't either. Uh, but from like. People I've heard in interviews, like I've never heard anybody with a Cajun accent that that thick. Closest one is uh, me and Adam did a Van Damme movie a few weeks ago called Hard Target. Oh, yeah. I was- also takes place in Louisiana. And uh, Van Damme's uncle, his name's uh, Uncle Duvet, played by the incomparable Wilford Brimley. Oh, yeah. You know who he is? Yeah. He's diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> Not to make fun of anybody with diabetes, but... Yeah, he's the uh, the actor uh, uh, prominently featured in the diabetes commercials. He has a uh, he plays this Cajun uncle. He's got a pretty thick accent too, but you can kind of make out a little bit of what he says. Uh, if anyone is from the Louisiana area, 
that knows a Cajun person that has that thick of a, an accent, please let me know. I'm not trying. I just don't know. But uh, his accent is uh, done for uh, comedic purposes. Uh, very thick. You can't understand what he's saying. And uh, I know one time, shortly after I bought the uh, the DVD for this, you can do close captioning. Yeah. So I watched the movie with close captioning on there to see what he says. That's how thick and bad it is to where you can't understand. You have to watch it with close caption. Um, is there anybody in this movie that's not like one of the, the leads that you, you kind of liked? Um, I like uh, Lawrence Guller Jr., who played the kicker who gave uh, Bobby Boucher. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing this wrong. Bobby Boucher's helmet to him. I don't remember his name offhand in like the movie. I don't remember the kicker's name, but I know who you're talking about. Is that because he was like the first person to actually treat Bobby like he was a human being? He was he was kind to him. Yeah. Yeah. And then I don't know this guy's name offhand, but the middle linebacker, middle linebacker who played uh, I don't know the actor's name off a hundred percent, but his number was fifty one, and he spit in the water. Oh, he played. Uh, is it the cross-eyed guy? Yeah, cross-eyed guy. Okay, I don't remember that actor's name too. He's been in a few Adam Sandler movies too. Um, actually, I will uh, look that up while we're talking. Okay, I can uh, I can respect that. Uh, no love for the guy that plays Colonel Sanders. <laughs> the funny thing is, yeah, I had him in my top five, but I narrowed it down to my top two. Okay. Well, if you had to pick one of those two, who would you pick? I'd probably pick uh, the Lawrence Giller Jr. Okay, plays the... Uh, he plays the, uh, the punter. Yeah, punter or kicker. Uh, let's see. I am looking this up here just to see his, uh, name. It looks like it is Jonathan Lauren. Mm. Uh, he is best known for his collaborations with Adam Sandler. He has been in, let's see. He has been in bulletproof Adam Sandler movie, the water boy, big daddy, little Nicky, Punch Drunk Love, Eight Crazy Nights, Anger Management, Fifty First Dates. Uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Bedtime Stories, Grown Ups, Just Go With It, Jack and Jill, Grown Ups Part Two, Blended Pixels, Hotel Transylvania Two, The Ridiculous Six, Sandy Wexler, Murder Mystery. And those are uh, those are just a well, actually that's the whole run of his Adam Sandler filmography. Wow, that's a lot of movies. Amazing how he can do the cross side though. Yeah, I've always wondered how he can have that like for so long. There's no way I can do it. No, I can't do it either. Um, we have a category we normally include on here. Uh, it's the welcome to Dumpsville population. You award for the performer that you would recast. There's not really anybody in here that, I mean, I guess I could be nitpicky, but I would recast in this. Yeah. I don't really, I think everybody's like for, they, they do their jobs well. So there's nobody in here. I'd, I'd kick to the curb. Would you? Eh, not really. I mean, maybe the QB for being a piece of crap. But... Well, he does his job. Well, though he's supposed to be a piece of crap yeah, to he... Bobby Boucher. So I guess he's doing his job well, right? Yeah. 
It's just like in wrestling, the heel, the heel, you're supposed to hate him. And if you boo him, he's doing his job. Yep. Uh, we do have the unsolved mysteries of the movie. It's where there's a, a question in the movie. It's left unanswered and we try to figure it out. Um, do you think Bobby Boucher gets drafted by an NFL team? I do actually. Oh, do you? Okay. I feel like um, he was the middle linebacker for the Bears. That was like so good. Not Dick Buckus. Uh, well, it, uh, the Bears had uh, Dick Buckus in the sixties. Uh, they had Mike Singletary. He was yeah, in, in the eighties. Then uh, Brian Urlacher came along. That's who I was referencing. Brian Urlacher. Okay. I think. I think they were trying to make a reference of Bobby Urlacher. Brian Urlacher. Or Brian Urlacher. Okay, so like, you, so you think he'll get drafted. Like, What round do you think he's getting drafted in? I don't know, first pick, honestly. Oh, you think he's going to go first overall? Yeah, 16 sacks in the game. That's pretty nuts. Well, here's the question that I have, though. What level is uh, this college? I... I I always forget the name of the, the school offhand. Let me go ahead and look it up. But uh, it's the South Louisiana something. Well, let's just take a look here. They're called the Mud Dogs. I know that. The Mud Dogs. Mud Dogs. Uh, they are the University of Louisiana is what it says. Uh, oh, this is, uh, they do reference uh, the NCAA and this. So... This is an NCAA school. Uh, the Bourbon Bowl is obviously a made-up bowl game, but so you think he goes first overall? Yeah, it's between like say last, well, this year, a CJ Stroud, well, it was Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. I feel like it's either he goes between first and second overall. Okay, so do you think he's still playing linebacker, or do you think he's playing like a defensive end? The only reason I say that is linebackers typically don't go first pick. Usually the first pick of the draft is reserved for somebody who is a difference maker in the game. So that is usually a quarterback, an offensive lineman, or a defensive lineman. I feel like he will, if he puts on a little bit of weight, <clears throat> I feel like he'll be a defensive end. You and think he'll be a defensive end? Yeah, he'll be somebody like Bruce Smith if he does that. Okay. Because he gets so angry, it's like different, honestly. Okay. I kind of pegged him being like maybe a late first round because, I mean, we don't know what his uh, his 40 time is. We don't know, like, if he's gone through the NFL combine. He's obviously not passing the Wonderlick test. Oh, no. no. We we know that's not happening for sure. That's, that's going to drop him down the board a little bit because they kind of, for some reason, use that as like kind of a, a measuring tool drafting as well. So I don't know. I'm going to say maybe late first round, early second round pick. I think his Wonderlick score – and the fact we don't know his 40 time, we don't know what kind of a, like, how he's going to do in the draft combine, whether he's going to, you know, AC's agility drills. We don't know what kind of competition Louisiana was playing during this season. Yeah. So we had like a point of reference. Say if they played like Notre Dame yeah, during like the season, we would know, like, okay, hey, he's playing in the, you know, the big guys. I know in one game they were playing Iowa. Oh, that's right. They did play Iowa. So, yeah, they're uh, definitely D1s. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll say mid to late first round then. Yeah, I say late first round, middle, early to middle second round. Okay, so you're changing your pick. Yeah. 
Okay. I can, I can respect that. But yeah, I think his, uh, his disruption in a game. I mean, he's like one of those guys that obviously has to be double teamed and I don't understand why no one did that. He always got left one-on-one. Yeah. They're like, they're like Aaron Donald in real life, but they just leave them like say Micah Parsons. Cause they don't usually double guard Micah Parsons. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do if he's going bonkers like last year. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think in the NFL, it's something he's going to have to learn is how to contend with, like, you know, somebody's eventually, like, an offensive lineman, like a tackle, he's probably going to get some help from a tight end. Or, like, maybe if at this time, the like, running backs were still more important than they are now in the NFL, so there's going to be a fullback coming in to help as well. So he's going to have to learn how to contend with that type of uh, game planning for him as well. But, yeah, I think late first, early second, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. So we're projecting – if we're, you and I are Mel Kuyper Jr. and Todd McShay, we're projecting him between the the middle of the first to the early part of the second. Is that what I'm, we're getting? Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I think so. ESPN, if you're listening, uh, him and I can uh, come in and do your draft specials too. Yeah. Like, say, Marvin Harrison, first. First to second pick. Yeah. Or, say, uh, like Caleb Williams, first to second pick. Yep. Well, ESPN, we're listening. Give us a call. Adam Schaefer, if you're listening, let us do your draft, please. Well, Adam Schefter, you mean talking about getting, like, the scoops? Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, you know, just start calling teams, get you some contacts. I'll say, yep. if you if you get contacts or you get NFL information, I'll set you up your Twitter account. Okay. Deal. Deal. All right. This next category I don't think really can pertain to you since you were uh I don't know, you weren't alive yet. Yeah. <laughs> but uh we have a category here, the most nineteen like the most blank moment of the movie. This is basically whatever uh year this movie takes place. It's like the most uh I guess the moment that you could tell when this movie was made. Yeah, I guess like their clothing, maybe. And not really so much the clothing. I picked uh, <clears throat> calling, like he calls a hotline to talk to Captain Insano when he's cutting that promo on TV. Yeah. Now they wouldn't have him call. They would have him just like send out your emails or tweets or they'll give you a text, like a, you can text a question to ask him, something like that, so you don't have to call. Because back in that era, like 97, 98, wrestling hotlines were huge. WWE had one. WCW had one. It was like you could call, um, and it would be like so much a minute, and then you'd have to pay a set price each additional minute. You'd you'd get like a pre-recorded message. Like they'd give you like the backstage stuff, but... And I don't think any of them did, like where you can interview somebody live. Yeah like that but still just to call and talk to somebody live on television like that that's a very 98 thing to do it, that's not happening in 2023 no definitely not um uh we have a category here uh the hot off the skillet takes uh, these are for the hot takes of the movie uh we've been trying to get a corporate sponsor for months now uh we've reached out we've implored waffle house applebees uh, I think White Castle was one. Uh, Olive Garden, no, because Olive Garden really does make food on a skillet or a grill. 
Uh, maybe Texas Roadhouse. Cause yeah, stinks. Chili's maybe. Somebody like that. So you. Well, no, you you got a good one. Uh, Texas Roadhouse. If you're listening, we would love to have you come on board and sponsor the uh, Texas Roadhouse. Hot off the scale, it takes for the hottest takes of the movie. Uh, you know, I'm sure you know because you kind of grew up in this generation. You could probably explain a hot take better than I can. Is there a hot take of this movie that you have? Uh, I do have one actually. Okay, go ahead. Um, I want a part two to this because I want to find out what happens to him after the end of the movie when he gets married to Vicky. I want to see where his life goes after. Well, would that be a hot take or would that be more of an unsolved mystery? You want to see what happens to him after the, the events of this movie? It's a mix between both. I mean, I'm not 100% with a hot take because I'm not used to that. Hot take is, uh, do you know what uh, ESPN first take is with Stephen A. Smith? You know who Stephen A. Smith is. Oh, God, I don't like the dude. Don't like the Or Skip Bayless. Oh, yeah, true. Which? Skip Bayless can go skip rocks. Yeah, not, we're not Skip Bayless fans in our house. Oops, same with Stephen A. Smith. Um, I don't really have one for this movie because I, I think when you think of like Adam Sandler movies, I don't think this is one of the first ones you think of. Um, I guess... I guess if there's one, I think this is kind of like when you think of the best football movies ever made, it's probably, probably a middle-of-the-road I I mean I would put this amongst the greatest football movies of all time. No, there's good options like Draft Day. Well, I would make Draft Day some of the greatest football movies of all time. It's good. Well, Longest Yards has to be in that talk. Yeah, Longest Yard. Uh, remember the Titans, which is the one I almost decided we were going to do, but I didn't think that you would. It might be a little too mature for you to understand. Yeah. Uh, there's Rudy, of course, but I think at the end of the day, I mean, this is a solid Adam Sandler flick, but I think you're going to remember this more as an Adam Sandler movie more than you would a football movie. And I don't even know if that's really a hottest take, but I just, I need to get this category out there. So Texas Roadhouse can sponsor the show because then they can go back and listen to some of our old episodes and like, I want, I want in on that. Yeah. I want. I want to sponsor the hot off the skillet take for the hottest take of the movie. So Texas Roadhouse, if you're listening, I know this isn't the best movie to do this for, but just go back, check out a few of our episodes. Just get a hold of us. Uh, the show description has best ways to reach us. Let's talk. Let's do something. I mean, hell, at this point, I'll take some vouchers for a free steak dinner once a month. What do you think? You want to go to? Oh, yeah, I love I love me some Texas Roadhouse here once in a while. All right. Right now, we're at the point 20 bucks and uh, one voucher for four free meals a month. I think that's a pretty damn good deal. Yeah, I say that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, see? He's 12 years old, for crying out loud. He's he's begging you to sponsor us, Texas Roadhouse. Sponsor us, please. Please, Texas Roadhouse. I'm begging you, man. It's holiday season. Find it in your heart. Those some food vouchers. Be the sponsor on the show. We'll make it worth your while. Um, last category is the the Hall of Fame. This is where uh, I come up with some random, some random takes, some random instances, and uh, create a uh, Hall of Fame. 
I think I'm going to change this though because the Hall of Fame doesn't make any sense. But for the the time being, for tonight anyways, we'll call this the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, I would say Adam Sandler movies, but you just told me you haven't really seen too many. No, I've seen. I know you've seen Billy Madison. Yeah. And you've seen this. I think you watched Hubie Halloween with me too. Was he in? No, he wasn't Pet Detective. No, you've seen a uh, Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. And I think that's about it. So yeah, I don't watch all movies. So I can't uh, can't really uh, get your input on that. I'm going to say yes, simply because it's his first uh, hundred million dollar uh, performing movie at the box office. So I would say that it would be in his Hall of Fame for sure. I think Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. Uh, this one, uh, Big Daddy and uh, The Wedding Singer would have to be his five that go in. That would be me. Um, football movies. Uh, out of the football movies that you've seen, would you say this is a Hall of Fame football movie? I think which we've already answered this. Uh, I would say it's in the Hall of Fame because this is just such a stand-up comedy like, if you're feeling bored, like, say, quarantine 2020, for example, and you want to watch a funny movie, watch this. Oh, we were all bored in 2020. Oh, yeah. What a time to be alive. Um, uh, but I, I think, for me, I kind of answered it already. I don't think this would go in the Hall of Fame of football movies. I think there's just so many that have been done much better. Um just off the top of my head, remember the Titans, the Longest Yard, the Reynolds one, not the Sandler one, Rudy, uh, tons of tons of good ones outside of this. I don't think it quite cracks the Hall of Fame for that. Um, what about alligators as food? Uh, no. Well, what other movies have you seen alligators being eaten as food in movies? I don't know, actually. I would say, yeah. Because so I think this is the first time I've seen them actually, it's like somebody actually grill alligators out and yeah, serve like, it as a dish. Like full on alligators, yeah. But I've seen people eat alligator legs and crap like that. I don't know. They, the, the Boucher family has a very, very weird food palette. They, yeah. They serve snake. They serve a whole python or rattlesnake or whatever that I like that was a python that was a, a gigantic snake it had to be like a burmese python or whatever they call them yeah i don't think i would ever eat dinner at the boucher house no because one day you'll have in pork liver and the other day you're having snake butthole or something <laughs> well i don't want to eat snake butthole <laughs> any time of the day let alone and then the next day you're eating horse wiener you never know honestly it's like a new type of dish every week uh, I that would be if I knew I was going to their house. That's where I'm stopping at McDonald's and grabbing something before I go in. Yeah. Last one is uh, wrestler cameos in movies. Amy. Well, all right. The Rock, big movie star. You can't really count him unless you use him and the other guys, because uh, The Rock is like a big movie star. Same with John Cena. You can't really use him because he's a big movie star, but um. Uh, as an example, like the big show has a cameo in, in this, uh, Chris Jericho's in MacGruber. Ah. Huh? What's that? 
Uh, that's a comedy that uh, when you get be a couple years older, uh, I'll show you. You may like it, you may not. Um, Kevin Nash is a uh, is in a like the longest yard, and he's been in like um, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. He was Super Shredder. Oh yeah. So I don't. Know, I I would say yeah because I think Captain Insano is a pretty memorable wrestling cameo. I'd say it's probably like top two or three. I I agree. You I would think? say yeah. I would say yeah. I'm trying to think of uh, some of the better ones here. I'm probably just I'm drawing a complete blank. But uh, I know. Oh, uh, I think it's this one, uh, Macho Man. Randy Savage's Bonesaw and Spider-Man. That has to be number one because that's a pretty memorable wrestling cameo. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see some other ones here. Uh, Jesse Ventura, of course, has been in a few. He was in Predator. I'd say, well, no, Ventura's in that more than just for a minute or two. Um, I am going to go with... Oh, you gotta remember about Bautista too. Well, but yeah, ba- Batista's another one though. He's been in like Guardians of the Galaxy. Those aren't really cameos per se, but I would say Macho Man, Randy Savage, and Spider Man, the big show in this, and then I would probably go with. Well, yeah, Hulk Hogan was in Gremlins Part Two. That was a cool little bit. So yeah, those would be my three. My three would be Brett Hitman Hart. This is an odd one, but Dan Housen, and then my third one would be Mick Foley. What was Dan? What movie was Dan Housen in? I don't know. Well, you, a cameo is like in a movie where they're in there, but for like a brief moment. Oh, they're not in there like very long. I should have explained that. That's me being a horrible, horrible host. <laughs> and yeah, like a cameo is just like when you like you're they're just in there for a brief minute, then they're gone. So like you you re- you've seen the original Spider Man right yeah yeah you know how like he wrestles Macho Man inside that cage oh yeah and we don't see Macho Man after that nah. that's a cameo oh. Big Show is in this for a brief moment during that television spot and then we don't see him anymore that's a cameo yeah so but also you haven't seen enough movies to really gauge their interest all right well uh, we got to get ready to wrap this up but uh. Yeah. I'm glad you were able to come on and fill us in on how you're doing fantasy football. Uh, like I said, I'm very proud of you for doing so good. Uh, Thank you again. I wish I was trying to catch you at number two, but instead I'm trying to get into the playoffs. And it was also fun to sit down and watch movies with you. It's always cool to introduce you to like a movie that I enjoy that I think you would enjoy. I know there's some that I don't always hit the mark on, but I'm glad you enjoyed this one. Yeah, I I would definitely watch it again. And uh, we'll have to, like I said, we'll have to do an Adam Sandler uh, deep dive here soon where I will have to watch some of his other movies. I have to introduce you to Happy Gilmore. That has to happen. Oh, yeah. Because that is, that's the best Adam Sandler movie. He's a golfer. He's a, he's a hockey player that stumbles into being a, a good golfer. Oh, so it's kind of like, it's like the transversal of Waterboy, pretty much. Kinda, and it's got the the greatest sports movie villain of all time. Who? Shooter McGavin. 
As a matter of fact, I think Happy Gilmore is going to happen. I think it's coming up on an anniversary soon, so I think we're going to have to do that one. Let me just for the the sake of doing it, let me see when that's coming up. Because I do remember that came out. Happy Gilmore was 96. February 16th, 96. And then Billy Madison was released six days earlier. But that was like the year before. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to mark it down right now. In February, we're doing Happy Gilmore. Got it. Me and you. Got it. Mark it down. Got it. And then... But we live in the same house, so I'll just remind you. And then maybe... We'd, have you done Billy Madison on our show yet? No. Maybe we do that, then we do Happy Gilmore. No, Happy Gilmore's going to happen first. Okay. And then we do Billy Madison. We'll save Billy Madison for down the road. All right, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? Uh, no, I'm not 100% on Well, hey, thanks for coming on the show, man. No I always problem. like having you on here. Hey, anytime. Uh, you and your mom are always like welcome on the show. You are the two best fill-in guests that I could possibly ask for. So it was awesome having you on. And uh, like I said, yeah, uh, you'll be back uh, mid-February. You can let all of us know how you did in fantasy football. Um, uh, Hopefully you win our fantasy football league championship so I can at least get some of my money back. Yeah, I'll even slide $10 in there. Well, thanks for... Extra 10. Well, thanks for being such a good sport and... Such a charitable human being. Not like what happened last year. (laughs) I hope you guys aren't listening. All right. Well, uh, before we go, uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Twix. uh, Twitter X, whatever it's called now. We're on Facebook. Uh, We're on threads. I still need to uh, learn how to do TikToks. uh, Maybe during the Halloween, post-Halloween Thanksgiving, Christmas, we're all like the holidays are all bunched together at this point. I'm losing track. You can teach me how to do uh, video editing, which seems to be uh, your forte. Yeah. Um, so uh, be putting some TikTok videos up here soon. Uh, find all of our social media links in the description. Uh, be sure if you like what we hear on the show, leave us a five-star review on Apple that way, if someone wants to like search for 12-year-old boys fantasy football recap, I hope they're not searching 12-year-old boy now that I think about it, but somebody wants to listen oh. to episodes about the water boy, they can find us on, uh, on Apple. Help support the show. Uh, you can also leave us a five-star rating on Spotify. That would be awesome, too. <laughs> So, uh, real quick, uh, before we go, Jack, you got anything you want to plug? I know you have videos on, uh, Instagram. What is, uh, what is that Instagram handle? So, uh, folks can go check out your football videos, give them a like and a follow. It's all lowercase. It's JJ's underscore productions. I make edits daily. Yep. Uh, he makes uh, pretty cool, uh, football highlight videos. Head over there. I'll put the uh, link in the show description if you want to give him a follow. Check out some of his work. He's pretty awesome for doing this for like the last couple months. He's only going to get better. Sure, you follow him now before he gets he blows up big, and then you know you could be one of the first people to say you followed him on Instagram. So until next week, we will talk to you guys later. <laughs>